And we are back. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging in there and sort of riding the wave with us. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have on the line we have uh, our guest Matt Bergendahl. Matt is with an organization called Stack Up, and we're going to get into that in just a second. But I do want to say hello, Matt. How are you? Hello. Thank you. I'm doing just fine today. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I didn't know if you'd be watching the game or if you're uh, if you're just hanging out. No, just kind of hanging out. Just did some uh, grocery shopping this morning. That's about it. So taking it easy today. <laughs> a nice winter day. Um, and, and indeed. So, Matt, I, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, and for for folks listening, uh, Matt and I have, have touched base. Um, uh, initially, the path down the path we were going to head down was you know talking about video gaming and all the fun side. But Matt, you are the your title is director of suicide prevention at Stack Up. Um, Correct. Which I I don't think a lot of people necessarily associate with video gaming. But let's start. Sure. Let's start real big picture, and then let's let's winnow it down. What is the mission of the organization overall? Absolutely. Um, well, on paper, the mission is is pretty simple. Veterans are our mission. Uh, gaming is our passion. So uh, what that turns into is um, <clears throat> Stackup recognizes that um, that there is a, a strong bond with video games and veterans, more so uh, when they were still active duty, they a lot of uh, folks who were deployed would use video games as a way to unwind, to uh, de-stress, a way to uh, hang out with their fellow um, military personnel. And so it became almost a tool to help them cope with the high tempo and demands of being deployed. Uh, I myself, when I was in uh, Iraq, I had my PlayStation 2, and other folks had their video game consoles of their choosing. And and when I had my downtime, I would I would be sitting there in, a, in my tent and playing a video game. So uh, to put that in in a, in a larger context, backup recognizes that um, the connection does not loses its. Uh, it's meaningless when the veteran, uh, well, when an active duty member becomes a veteran. And so what we, uh, part of the mission is to send out, um, like, consoles and video games to um, not only to veterans, but to active duty personnel who are deployed anywhere in the world. And so with it, that, oh, go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, when with they, that, you know, it, it kind of created into a much more, uh, a larger uh, mission. The mission kind of expanded um, as far as the mental health component. That's kind of how uh, Stop came to be. But I'll well, let's let's follow up. What what was the uh, your question? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's the uh, again. It's the wonders of technology here. Um, mm-hmm. I guess my 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 question was. I mean, that's that's and I totally get that because uh, you know when we were over there, it was Xboxes and then. Then it was, uh, right. you know, the P- the PlayStation Portables came into being, and um, but but why? Like of all the different shared experiences that veterans have, I mean, it could be, I mean, any host of things, right? It could be, it could be uh, drinking, it could be shooting, it could be whatever it is. It could be art, it could be music. Why video games? Why did you choose video games? I think just for because video games, um, I think we have to take a look at it at a, at a generational thing. Um, and I'm not trying to date myself or anybody as far as, you know, everybody's different in terms of, uh, you know, what they like to do on their downtime. But it seems, you know, um, this the younger generation, I guess you could say my generation, we grew up with video games. 
you know, we grew up with the original Nintendo Entertainment System or the Atari, and then as we got older, so did our tastes and our or what we enjoy playing, uh, and video games in some way for many folks has been a constant. Um, you know, your taste in a video game itself might be different, but you're still playing a video game, whether it's on a console or a PC or even on your on your cell phone. Uh, you know, and so we were, and so that's kind of what helped us. You know, it made it easier as far as you know finding that commonality, at least with people. Um, who are part of Stack Up as a mission. So now you are, and, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a sensible answer, and it, it, it certainly fits. Um, now you're involved in the, I guess, sort of the grown-up side of this whole thing. You're involved in the mental health aspect of Stack Up. Um, yes. And again, that's, you know, as I've said twice now, it's something that people don't necessarily associate with video games, uh, unless it's a parent telling their kid, you know, hey, that thing is going to turn the brain to mush. But, um, yeah. but you're, but you're not just involved in mental health. You're, you're, again, your title is director of suicide prevention. So, can you give me sort of big picture and then smaller picture, um, you know, what it is you're you're doing and then what your real focus is? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and to make this a little bit easier to conceptualize, basically. Um, to answer your question, how does video games and suicide have a, you know, how do they come into play? So when Stack Hub was first founded a couple of years ago, they, we started having, uh, you know, community members expressing in the general chats of Discord how they're having issues, be it, you know, financial issues, um, issues related to their deployments or whatever. Um, and we started having staff members uh reaching out to them and providing them support. You know, it wasn't mental health counseling or anything like that. It was peer-to-peer uh, support, but it was really unofficial. You know, there was no real training. There was no uh, air of confidentiality when it comes to what these, uh, these uh, community members were talking about. And so we wanted to kind of legitimize what we were doing um, and, and, and make it a staple of stack-up. So when a, a member of the community comes in and they're talking about um, a particular issue that's bothering them, we've, we actually have in place uh, measures so we can uh, provide confidentiality so that that, that member can talk about whatever that's going on. And we have trained uh, personnel who are all volunteers. Um, they come in and uh, help troubleshoot what's going on, uh, make referrals when necessary, and then uh, do kind of a follow-up once the issue has been, you know, to at least taken care of in that moment. So, again, what, what STOP was doing was basically legitimizing something that we were already doing, but it's putting much more uh, training involved, safeguards, uh, and then, of course, my position, I'm actually um, a licensed clinician, mental health clinician, so I oversee the training the, uh, the type of work that they're conducting, uh, uh, things like that, just to make sure that everything that we're doing is ethical, it's, it's, it's uh, confidential, and we are actually providing uh, the service that they need. Okay. Okay. And, again, that's, you know, that's not something that uh, automatically clicks when people are talking about playing Call of Duty right. or, uh, you know, or Fortnite Absolutely. or something. So, um, I, I guess I could put it to you in, in this way. Um, you know, service members are, are, you know, we all have different reasons of why 
uh, we're going to play a video game, like a game, say a game, Battlefield, the newest Battlefield game. So, you know, uh, sometimes you're playing a video game just online. Sometimes you're playing it to distract yourself uh, because you've got some real-life situations that are uh, kind of, you know, coming kind of like a boilerplate. It's just getting more and more amount of pressure. So you're like, all right, I'm going to play this video game with my pals. Uh, I'm going to burn a few hours, you know, just kind of give myself a break from uh, the, the current negative situation. And so sometimes it works, and then there's sometimes it doesn't. And then uh, that's kind of how... Uh, a person can be playing a video game at one moment, and they're like, this is not working for me. I need to find some other kind of solution to help me out with my problem. So, I mean, and, and you, you, I think you kind of went through this real, in a, a real cursory, but how do you, I mean, how do you find people who need help? Is it just, is it just sort of the, the online experience, or do you, I mean, do you get people who maybe they're part of the online world and then they go offline and reach out to you separately? Uh, there's a couple of ways we uh, re- uh, they reach out to us, actually, uh, and actually and vice versa. Uh, StackUp has a strong presence on Twitch. Twitch is an online streaming platform where uh, just a wide variety of people are out there. It's kind of like a news broadcast where instead of they're, they're doing a, a report on what's the daily events, they're just playing a video game. And they're talking about it, and they're interacting with the community because the community can give feedback via the chat function. And so sometimes when we are doing a stream on StackUp's official Twitch page, we will see uh, someone of that Twitch community reaching out for help. They'll say something like, oh, I'm having so many troubles right now, and uh, I, I really I am really, uh, in a dark place. And so we've got moderators who will... Uh, tell that community members having this issues, hey, click on this link, take a look at it. Uh, this is, you know, and, and they'll introduce them to a uh, stop in. And so we'll get a lot of folks coming in during a stream uh, through that. We also have, of course, the, a strong, large group of members in StackUp itself. So whenever that StackUp member is having an issue and, and we catch wind of it, we'll, we'll try to guide them uh, to stop as being one of their resources. There's also, uh, you know, just kind of educating the general stream community to the extent of, that we can and say, look, if, if you're running a stream and you recognize or see a member who's typing something in the chat that they're having some really hard times, some difficulties, send them our way. So we'll, we'll even have members who are not even necessarily directly affiliated with StackUp who are doing a stream. They will give that person the link or they'll say, hey, check out this link. Let these guys and gals help you out. Well, so do you notice, because you have moderators, right, paying attention to this stuff, yeah. and, you know, you've also been doing this and tracking it and, and, and I assume, you know, keeping com- some kind of metrics on this. Do you see any, are there any patterns? Are there any patterns? Or, or uh, let me rephrase that. Are there things that the rest of us could pick up on uh, if we were in the gaming world or if we knew people in the gaming world? Are there, are there certain indicators? Sure, absolutely. That's a, and that's a really good question, by the way. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say uh, you are playing with your buds um, a certain online game that has a chat function, you know, probably a voice chat. That seems to be uh, what most newer games have. And you guys are playing a game, and you notice that one buddy of yours um, who's normally pretty chatty, uh, they'll, they'll joke and, you know, 
along with everybody else. It, it seems to be really quiet for the past couple of nights you've been playing. And so um, that can be an indicator that's something that's going on. And sometimes it, it takes that one other person to reach out to them and says, hey, uh, you've, been, you've been pretty quiet for the last couple of days, or uh, I've noticed that you really haven't been interacting or engaging with the rest of us. You know, is there something going on? It can be something as simple as that. And, and on the flip side of that, it can be something even different where that, that member or that friend is saying, hey, uh, I'm in a bad place. And while you guys are playing games, it does happen. Um, you know, when you're playing online and you're, and you're kind of in your own channel of, of friends, you know, that can always be the opportunity for that one person to say, I'm not, I'm not doing so well and I need help. And you, you wouldn't think that would come up in a video game, but, you know, when, you're, when you've been playing the same game or the same different kinds of games with the same group of, of tight-knit friends for X amount of time, you know, real-world stuff will often, you know, jump up in there as well. Now, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I'm not a trained clinician. Um, we're really kind of, <laughs> I'm not trained in anything, Matt. Um, uh-huh. but, so I'm going, to, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm assuming that, and, and you, I want you to chime in after this, but uh, I'm assuming that video games are not, in the majority of cases, they are not the problem. They are just sort of, they open that pathway for problems uh, that are going to manifest at some point. Is that, is that pretty accurate uh let me just make sure i'm tracking what you're trying to what you're telling me is that video games aren't the culprit but they can uh like help push that person into recognizing their issues am i am i understanding you correctly yes and and you you clearly phrased it much better than i did yeah that's it's it's sort of triggers i hate using the word trigger but it it will trigger things um, it will it will help those whatever those personal issues are that that person is having it will help bubble them up to the surface. But the video games are not necessarily uh, they're not the problem. That's not the core of the problem, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I and for the most part, I'll, I'm going to have to agree with you because uh, most people, you know, they're going to play a video game, and and there are some games out there that are very uh, story driven that are very emotionally impactful in terms of the way the game is developed and how it kind of draws the user in. Uh, but that's not always the case. I mean, of course, it's, it's very hard to have a predictable uh, matrix when it comes to something like this with human uh, emotional reaction to a video game. But in most cases, from what I understand, it's not the video game. It's basically the catalyst uh, to, to what's going on for them to address it. Now you take, uh, you or take or accept or or rely on. I guess is a better word. You rely on volunteers uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of the programs that stack up, including including the one you're involved in, right? So where where do you get volunteers? How do you find them? How do you recruit them? And is there some kind of a uh, um, for volunteers? Is a gaming background sort of necessary? Well, uh, we we get a lot of volunteers through our webpage. So at Stack Up, of course, there's a link as far as uh, how to join the program. And so it also talks about the STOP program and how we are always looking for new folks. Now, video games, as, as, you know, you worded it you know, as like the cornerstone of, of, the, of the program. You, you don't have to be a video game, you know, hardcore video gamer in order to uh, be uh, to help. 
We need uh, people. You, know, you don't have to have that. It's just the, the desire to help out other people is what we're looking at. Uh, when we have a member who is interested in doing it, sometimes we're, we're recruiting directly through Stack Up membership. Uh, we, we, I usually want to sit down and talk to them, interview them to see if it's going to be a good fit, and then they start the training program. So we have a different method of recruiting folks. Sometimes it's, again, through within our organization. Sometimes it's outside. And we get a wide variety of folks. It's not just military people who are interested in giving back and being part of the STOP program or Stack Up. We get uh, civilians as well. Now, th- so the organization itself, I know you, I know you help, um, you help veterans, you help military folks, right? You help the active mm-hmm. military, but is the, is the staff and, and most of the volunteers, are they, are they vets themselves or, or like you just said, is it just all over the map in terms of, uh, demographics and background? It's all over the map. It's, uh, we, 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 uh, it's, I, I can't say it's done deliberately, but, we seem to have a kind of a 50-50 split between uh, veterans and civilians. Um, I would maybe in some areas more veterans and civilians, but in terms of uh, staff, yes, I would say it's about a half and half. <laughs> now, with what you're doing, Matt, with you specifically with your focus, mm-hmm. is is that something that is, I guess, geographically. Um, restricted. Uh, in other words, do you uh, can you only go out certain uh, to a certain distance uh, with your program, or is that part of Stack Up's kind of worldwide reach? Um, the, the the benefit of the Stop program is just like Stack Up, we have a global reach. We've had we've helped members on uh, the other side of the world with their issues. Um, a stop program is, in terms of our peer-to-peer support uh, pretty much runs 24/7. Uh, we try to man it uh, 24/7, so even folks who are in different time zones will still be able to benefit from from stop as well as stack up, of course. So, you know, because it's all online in terms of the services that we provide, uh, we don't we don't close up shop. The doors don't close, or and then the lights don't go off. It's it's it's, it's continuously ran. Um, now I understand that you host uh, certain events for for folks in different communities, and you have an acronym for that. And I'll let you get into that. Um, sure. So, if you could tell tell us what the events are, and then what are they for? What what did, what purpose do they serve? Absolutely. Okay. So the land events uh, basically it was a, an idea of mine that uh, about ooh, three and a half years ago uh, I was thinking about uh, standing up. Uh, while I was still working for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, basically, the, uh, I noticed a reoccurring uh, issue that was going on with a lot of the veterans that I was uh, providing services for, where they had very little to no social support. And that's always a concern for any clinician when they're talking to a veteran or a civilian, doesn't matter. Um, who can you reach out to when you're in that time of need? And, and so the idea was to use um, these land events to, to bring veterans together at the vet center. That's where I used to work at, at the vet center, and one, to open the doors to them to the vet centers because many, many veterans have no idea who uh, the vet centers were at the time, and to get them socially connected with each other, playing some video games, hanging out, uh, having some pizza and soda and hanging out with other stack up members 
is just basically to build a local community where they can call um, and, and feel safe and call those and, and reach out when they need help so they don't feel like they can't uh, get that help that they need. So, again, it's, it's based in the idea that social connectedness is a very, very important part of anyone's mental well-being. And, it doesn't, and while I would love, we would love to have real, you know, friends that we always see face-to-face, sometimes it's just going to have to be online or over the phone or through a text message. Whatever it is, um, you know, that's what we were trying to foster with these land events. So it sounds like there's, I mean, clearly there's some uh, medical basis for that, right? Some kind of clinical medical basis for doing it that way. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of interesting because this is, I will, I, you know, not to get too much of the nuts and bolts of it, this is, you know, the idea of using video games as a clinical tool is very radical. And, of course, there's a lot of scrutiny behind doing that. But I'm, you know, when I base this, I mean, it was taking a risk, obviously, but it, it seemed to have paid off because I, you know, the veteran can come in, uh, sit down, uh, feel engaged with their, with like people, other veterans, and they can feel safe. I've had uh, enough feedback from these events from when I was running them back in uh, the North Bay Vet Center uh, in Ruiner Park, California that this was an effective tool because we were getting veterans coming in who've never seen or heard of the vet center. We were directing them to vet center services, showing them what their benefits were, because we always had uh, my friend Robert there who was, um, he was outreach specialist, and so he was always able to give that answer to, when it, to that question about the GI Bill or maybe for Volk Rehab or maybe for Comp and Pens, and, and I was the one there to talk to them about their, their mental health needs. Uh, to help them uh, become comfortable with the, with the group of people. And so it, it, there was a very strong mental health component involved in these land events. So, and that's, that's kind of fascinating to think about uh, tying those two together, because we tend to think as, you know, a video game is this, this you know, isolated, solitary sort of pursuit, but then you, you turn around and you blend the two, and that's, um, yes. that, that's an interesting bridge to build. It was it was it wasn't easy. Um, I, will, I will say that it's taken a lot of work, but uh, nothing was more fulfilling than having because we'll have like maybe eight or nine uh, Xbox ones wired up into a land, and you've got uh, a bunch of veterans just hanging out uh, of different different age groups, even different generations. Because we had uh, Gulf War era veterans, we had Vietnam era veterans there, uh, just sitting there and just this. this there's moments of roaring laughter where you know these guys and gals are just dropping that guardedness and they're able to engage with each other and feel uh, a sense of belonging. So that was, that was a really nice reward for me to see every time we ran these events. Oh, that's great. That is, that is, and it's so important for vets to have that network in place. It really Absolutely. is. I don't think, I don't think there are enough outlets like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and 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 the beautiful thing is, is that uh, it's it's been a slow process because we're still, I mean, uh, the North Bay Vet Center was kind of the pilot program, or it, it was, and so we're starting to have a presence in other vet centers and growing from there. But it's you know, it takes time, it takes money and resources, and of course the coordination between 
um, the stack up and the VA. So it, it just takes time, but we're getting there. And I, and I'm very, I'm very uh, pleased to see where it's gone or and where it's going. Now you mentioned money. Um, stack up is a, a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So people can contribute to that. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and right now uh, we've got stack up for the season. So, uh, there's there's always charity events going on within Stack Up. Uh, we just uh, finished up a really strong uh, call to arms uh, in the month of November. We also do it again in in May. But uh, all year round, you know, it's we're looking for fun fundraising opportunities, and of course, every every donation is uh, tax deductible. So one last thing, if if somebody is out there and they're listening and they're looking for help, what's the best way to do it? Is, is there a particular phone number or is there a, a sort of a, a particular spot on the website to visit? Sure. Um, great question. Uh, stackup.org is the, uh, is, the web, is the URL. And if you go down to programs, uh, you'll see the stop initiative. Uh, once that person has clicked on it, you'll see immediately – um, the link to join Discord or go to Discord. You have to have that program downloaded in order to access STOP. Um, again, that's the link that we have between the gaming community and the, this resource. So once that, that person has, has clicked on Discord, they're immediately brought into where the STOP um, main chat channel is, where they can reach out for help. All they got to do is put a quick couple of lines and... You know, we'll with you know we try to be as very uh, timely as possible. We'll get to that person, and we'll start engaging with them in the conversation and see where it goes and and what we can do to help them out. Oh, that's fantastic! So, so real quick, I mean, what what is the when you say help them out? What's the process after they reach out? Is it somebody contacting them personally? Usually, what happens is that um, on the business side of Stop, you know, we have our own Discord server. It will ping everybody who's a stop staff member. And so whoever's the first available one will jump in there and introduce themselves. And we'll give that person the option to say, hey, if you want to, we can still chat here. Or we can have a, a, what we call DMs, direct messages, for more confidentiality. It depends on uh, what that person wants and what they feel the most comfortable with. And and then that's where it goes. It's, it's just the... Uh, you know, the process begins, building up that report, talking about what's going on, um, you know, what can STOP do to help. We've got um, several referrals, resources uh, that we have on standby and to help get that person in the right direction. That, that is fantastic, Matt. And, and what, a, what a unique, uh, interesting approach to this whole thing, bridging video games with, uh, with everyday life. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on today, Matt. I, I hope to have you all back at, at some point. Uh, Absolutely. Give us some updates. Thank you. So, uh, okay, uh, folks, that was Matt. Uh, that's Matt Mergendahl, uh, Director of Suicide Prevention with Stack Up. Thanks a lot, Matt. Okay, uh, Matt's already gone. <laughs> so um, check out their website, stackup.org. That's S-T-A-C-K-up dot org. Um, and that is going to do it for this episode of the Veterans Report. We are bumping up right against the end. And, uh, and we're going to let you go. So until next time, I am your host, Jim Cannon. You've been listening to The Veterans Report. Let others know about the show. You can find us online at theveteransreport.com. If you'd like to contact us, send an email to editor at theveteransreport.com. 
Join us again at the same time for up-to-date veterans news and information. The Veterans Report. Thank you for your service and carry on. The Veterans Report has been sponsored by James Cannon.